I've entitled our meditation today, God's Military Intelligence. And we're looking at uh, 2 Kings, chapter 6, verses 8 through 23, and an episode in the life of Elisha and his servant. There are two main things going on in our passage, and they're both military campaigns. One is the hit-and-run campaign of the king of Aram, king of, the, uh, king of Syria, uh, in which raiding parties uh, make surprise attacks against the northern kingdom of Israel. The second campaign is the spiritual war that we're all involved in, God's holy war that continues today, the, the Lord of hosts, the Lord of armies in conflict with the forces of evil and it'll continue until our lord returns and we're involved in that now one of the things you need in any war is good military intelligence and we pick up the account from 2 kings chapter 6 verse 8 once when the king of syria was warring against israel he took counsel with his servant saying at such and such a place shall I shall be my camp. But the man of God sent word to the king of Israel, Beware that you do not pass this place, for the Syrians are going down there. And the king of Israel sent to the place about which the man of God told him. Thus he used to warn him, so that he saved himself there more than once or twice. And the mind of the king of Syria was greatly troubled because of this thing. And he called his servants and said to them, Will you not show me who of us is for the king of Israel? And one of his servants said, None, my lord, O king, but Elisha, the prophet who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the words you speak in your bedroom. Now, I work for many years in computer security. And in 1996, I attended a week-long conference in New Orleans, uh, during which I had a conversation with a very large man from Texas. I mean, he was tall. He, he could have looked Goliath straight in the eyes. And we were talking about encryption and security of computers used by the military and military intelligence. And I thought of some of the monumental failures of military intelligence on all sides of, of conflict. And I said that I thought there were times that the, the term military intelligence was a bit of an oxymoron. Well, it was one of those oops moments in life. <laughs> Uh, this gentleman had uh, fought in Vietnam and he responded with a very large finger pointing in my direction and the words, uh, now looky here, that's enough of that. I was in military intelligence in Vietnam. Well, I, I thought it best not to mention the Tet Offensive at that point and we moved on to another subject. The, Tet, the 1968 Tet Offensive 
had been a devastating series of simultaneous surprise attacks. And the king of, the king of Syria, Ben-Hadad, in the 9th century BC, used similar tactics. The big difference was the Lord's military intelligence. Joram, the king of Israel, had many spies, but he only had one Elisha, the all-seeing, all-knowing Lord that we worship, told Elisha the inmost secrets of Ben-Hadad, king of Syria, like it says there uh, from his own people. What you speak in your bedroom is what, uh, is what Elisha tells the king of Israel. And it is, it is a great uh, salutary reminder of our own nakedness before God, as it talks about in Hebrews 4.13, that no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Well, having been told that Elisha uh, had supernatural, supernatural gift of broadcasting his secrets, Ben-Hadad immediately did something really stupid. And we picked that up in... Uh, in, in 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 13. And he said, Go and see where he is, that I may send and seize him. He was told, Behold, he is in Dothan. So he went, he sent there horses and chariots and a great army, and they came by night and surrounded the city. You have to ask the question, hasn't he learned anything? Does he really think that he can surprise Elisha by surrounding Dothan during the night with cavalry, chariots and, and, and troops and all that just for one man? Well, while the king of Syria is playing night war games, I wonder what the prophet Elisha is doing. By the looks of it, he's sleeping peacefully before getting up and having his quiet time. And in verse 15, when the servant of the man of God, when Elisha's servant rose up early in the morning, he went out and behold, an army of horses and chariots was all round the city. And the servant said, alas, my master, what shall we do? Elisha's quite calm and confident because he knows the Lord's military intelligence. And he assures his servant with the now famous words from verse 16, do not be afraid, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And I imagine Elisha with the eyes of faith and his physical eyes wide open, inspecting the troops at his disposal. In verse 17, then Elisha prayed and said, O Lord, please open his eyes that he may see. So the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots all around Elisha. And having prayed that God would open the eyes of his servant, he prays again as the Syrians moved toward him, ready to attack. 
But this time he prays that God will close the eyes of the enemy. Verse 18, when the Syrians came down against him, Elisha prayed to the Lord and said, please strike this people with blindness. So he struck them with blindness in accordance with the prayer of Elisha. And then what follows in verses 19 to 23 is the most remarkable account of the Lord's deliverance. Elisha calmly meets the, the army on the road and offers to take them to the place where the man is that they're looking for. Elisha is the man. He's right there in front of them that they, they aren't able to recognise him. But there's another man that they're after, the king of the northern kingdom of Israel. And Elisha offers to take them to where he is. And so with their eyes wide shut, the Syrians are led right into Samaria and handed over as prisoners. In verse 21, that the king is so excited and he, says, he said to Elisha, my father, shall I strike them down? Shall I strike them down? You can feel the enthusiasm. He's ready to do the job. But no, that's not how you should treat POWs. And mercy is granted. Elisha wants to keep the main thing the main thing. They wanted peace, not perpetual war. So instead of killing them, they prepared a great feast for their enemies and they sent them home. In verse 23 we read, and the Syrians did not come again on raids against the land of Israel. This morning I want us to be encouraged that Elisha's God is the same God that we worship and serve. Our God has gifted us with prayer and in prayer we seek his mind and his will, and knowing his mind and his will, may it please the Lord to let us in on his military intelligence in our local situations. May it please him to open our eyes and those of our brothers and sisters in our churches. May we not be afraid for those who are with us are more than those who are with our enemies. May it please the Lord to blind the eyes of his enemies and to confuse and confound them. May it please the Lord so to guide us that he will answer in accordance with our prayers. Amen. And may God bless his word to our hearts.